You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a wealth cap holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. Yo, give everybody a couple minutes to jump on and join us. Uh, today, we are doing our Ask the Investor live here with Mr. Peyton Welch. What's going on? What's up? If I land this, we're canceling this interview right now, right? Okay. Oof. All right, cool. we'll still do this then. All right. Good deal. Oh my God. I just did it right over there, but it's off camera, so no one Nobody will saw it. Nobody will believe you. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm honored. I'm really excited to have you here. Um, this is the first one of these we've been able to do with somebody. In person. In person. Yeah. I heard Eli wasn't willing to travel for this. He was afraid <laughs> to travel for this one. Already hating on Eli. Nice. <laughs> I can't help it. I know. You guys have a cute little bromance going on, fighting over the houses. So as you guys are uh, tuning in, let us know in the comments where you're, where you're watching from. Um, and we'll just dive right into it. So Peyton, um, have you ever invested in real estate before, before any nope. of this? No, nope. but you do have some experience in real estate, right? I do, but never building my own portfolio. Um, so Taylor and I actually both worked at the same real estate investment company a long time ago. Okay. Um, back when I was just a wee little lad as a young guy, that's how I learned about real estate, but real estate's never really been my, my gifting, which is why I'm like not involved in anything that wealth cap does. That's really Taylor's thing. That's really your thing. Um, that's real estate to me is just like a different animal. It's like a different language to me. I don't really understand it very well, but you guys do. So that's why, that's why you guys were the first addition to my portfolio. Gotcha. Um, so never made any real estate purchases before this was your first one. Yeah. And for the people who are watching, who aren't familiar with traffic and funnels, why don't you share a little bit about like who you are and what you do for a living? So traffic and funnels is our marketing consultancy. I don't know. Should I look at you or should I look at them? Give them a little love. And then, I mean, I know what you look like. Traffic, so. and, <laughs> traffic and funnels. So, uh, what we do is we help uh, small businesses, um, client-based businesses scale with their marketing, uh, with, uh, you know, how do you, um, how do you fix your sales funnels, all of that really good stuff. And so what I do is I actually run our sales department here at traffic and funnels. And what that means is that my gifting is really around sales, building sales teams and making money and has nothing to do with anything you guys are involved in. But for traffic and funnels, that's actually where WealthCap basically started out of is uh, people like myself, people on our sales team, even clients, were scaling someone's business to such high levels. And then the biggest problem that they have is not is no longer like, okay, well, how do I get clients? It's okay, now I have too much cash on hand in my business. Like, what do I put it in? Mm -hmm. And we didn't really have anything for them. And that's, that's actually how WealthCap got started is like, okay, well, we need a vehicle for our sales guys. We need a vehicle for our clients, something where they have something that they can invest money into instead of it just sitting there doing nothing, losing, losing interest basically in a savings account. Yeah, totally. Um, not everybody knows that WealthCap started initially for Chris and Taylor. Like yeah. it started as a, as a personal 
Tell me. <laughs> and me, for one day. And, okay, and Peyton. It started as a personal as a personal venture. Um, you know, originally, they just wanted to invest money in real estate and couldn't find anybody that was really supplying the product that they wanted. Yep. So, you know, here we are now. Um, so you make your money running your business, which yeah. is running the business of Traffic and Funnel Sales Department. Yeah. Um, what was the process like for somebody like you who is self-employed getting financing to buy an investment property? Well, a little bit of a headache, but it's only because of how my business is structured. So, uh, I mean, you know this, the, as any good business owner, I write off a lot of expenses mm -hmm. and um, regardless of, cause my, you know, my credit score is amazing. I've, you know, had plenty of cash on hand, but the way that I wrote off taxes, it made my net income look so low that a lot of banks wouldn't even lend to me. So that was my biggest problem. I would have gotten into, um, I think in, in mid 2019, I was actually scheduled to grab a property, but no one would lend me any money because of my net income, regardless of like, I could buy a house in cash or that my credit score was like 800 that mm -hmm. banks didn't even care they only looked at how much I wrote off and, and essentially they thought that I was poor. So no one would give me any money. So that was a pretty big headache for, uh, what, six, seven months. Yeah. And then you were actually able to find someone. Yeah. You hunted someone down and you tracked down someone that would finally give me money and that <laughs> solved all my problems. I did. And that was a big reason that I wanted to have you on today was to talk about some of the differences in the kinds of financing that are available. Um, a lot of people that I talk to are very similar to you. Maybe they have a ton of assets. No one's like me. There's no, you don't have anyone like me. <laughs> okay. So there, <laughs> there is nobody like Peyton. But as far as how you look on paper, um, there are quite a few people who are really in a very similar situation. They, uh, maybe they have a really high income. They have a ton of assets. But they have amazing accountants because they don't want to give any more to the IRS than necessary, yeah. like any smart person would. Um, or also individuals who maybe they're self-employed, but they've only been self-employed for like a year and they don't have a long history of, you know, good looking tax returns. It can be really difficult to get a traditional loan. Um, and those are all of the people that turned you down were yeah. traditional lenders. There's a completely, completely different world for commercial lending. Um, so tell us a little bit about like when I did find a lender who was willing to look at you, the differences in like some of the documentation that they wanted versus just your tax return. Like what kind of documentation did they want? Right. Like we needed to put together a personal financial statement. Yeah. So we had to put together the PFS and then they, they needed the normal stuff too. I'm pretty sure they had my tax returns. They wanted to see mm -hmm. how much cash on hand I had. They wanted to... They wanted to see quite a few things. And that's again where uh, you came in handy because I've never created a PFS. Mm -hmm. It's like, someone's like, okay, well, what are your finances? I'm like, I could buy you. Like, that's what my <laughs> finances are like. I could buy your house. That's it. Right. And I've never created, I don't know, you know, I didn't, I've never put anything like that together. So actually I, what <laughs> I remember I sent him the PFS and it was wrong. It was like incorrect. And you're like, you missed like five different pieces in this thing. Mm -hmm. And so you actually had to help me fix it. And then I had to resent it. So the banker probably thought I was an idiot, but it, who cares? But he it, gave us money. <laughs> he, he didn't think you were an idiot. So that's where, that's where the win was. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's, that's really, that's really all it was. It's 
they needed everything that a, a traditional, um, you know, mortgage officer or whatever loan officer wanted. And then uh, I just had to put together a few extra pieces and I didn't even know how to do it. So you helped. Yeah. And one of the big differences there is like a, a traditional lender, they have rules and guidelines, especially if it's a loan that's going to be backed by Fannie or Freddie, you know, they have rules that there is no bending the rules to get approved for those traditional mortgages. Whereas a commercial lender, um, they keep the debt on their own books. They're not trying to resell those loans. So they take a much more holistic view of the investor. Yeah. Um, another thing that the this particular commercial lender, not all, but this one, is they wanted to look at the house that you were going to buy, right? The they, property itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes you can get these kinds of commercial loans with like small small banks. Sometimes they're, they're national. Um, but just, you know, the point that I wanted to get across is that the rules are a little bit different. So if somebody is thinking like, Hey, I want to invest in real estate, but I don't know if I can qualify for a traditional loan, that may not be the case. We might have to talk to a lot of people like we did for you until we find somebody who says yes. Um, but then now we're under contract on your second house. Yeah. And what did it take for them to say yes to that one? They literally just went and looked at it and they were like, yeah. Yeah. We didn't have to submit any other documentation. Um, and you're good for a third. Yeah. We're, we're talking about a third one right now too. So we should know by the end of the week, you know, so from here forward, the process is actually a lot easier. Yeah. Well, the, the inconvenience of having to track someone down, it's, I feel like it's front loaded. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you have to submit the the terms on a on a commercial loan are to me at least aren't quite as ideal but in the end having to put um like a couple a couple more percentages down mm -hmm. um you know having a shorter loan term whatever it is i don't even remember the specifics of my loan term i i, I really don't i would have to look it up but in the end I, I feel like that's always better than just leaving everything in a savings account that's literally just losing you money it's just totally there. totally so even if you don't qualify for something traditional um I would say track something down that's commercial. And even if it's not optimal, it's, it's going to be, you're picking the lesser of two poisons. Totally. Right? So once we got you approved from that point forward, what was the process like? What questions did you have? I mean, a lot. Again, this is, I'm going to be your lowest high, like lowest IQ in terms of real estate knowledge interviewee. Um, because I, I probably asked you a million questions and I was like, Hey, what does this mean? And you were like, that's just your property manager saying, welcome to welcome to using them. Like you're fine. And I just didn't know anything. Um, so uh, I, you know, I didn't even know when insurance was taken out. That's, that's what's most appealing to me is like, I, and that's probably why I'll get more properties than everyone else besides maybe Eli's because I don't need to know everything. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even remember what the address of the house is. I would have to look that up too. All I know is that it gets me a good return and the renter was in before I even closed on it, yeah. which is most important to me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about real estate except for do you guys have properties that will give me a positive ROI mm -hmm. and cool, here's money for it. I don't, want to, I don't want to be involved in all the details. You know, That's, It's actually kind of awesome. I don't think you even looked at a single picture of your house until it was done. No, I didn't. No, you had no interest. I have in no interest in going to see it. I don't really care. I just, the whole point of the investment is obviously my money working for me. Okay. And as long as it's doing that, I don't really 
care that much about the house itself. Do you think that like by not knowing any of those details, does it make your decision making like simpler? Yes. Because you only looked at the numbers. If someone if someone doesn't have a job like mine and they don't have to do all the things I do to make money and their their decision fatigue throughout the day is lower, then sure, you know, look, learn about the real estate market and learn about whatever you it's just not it's just not my thing. Like I don't I don't have the bandwidth for it. It's really not worth the time for me. Mm-hmm. So for that person, like you can request to go look at the house first from Devin. That's fine. I encourage you to do that so I can snatch the property first. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think it made it way more simple on me because the only thing that matters is you guys know what you're doing. I trust you guys and the property makes sense for my investment goals. Okay. Um, is there anything that you would like, like that you would have done differently if we were to start over for, for that first property? I mean, no, not for the first property. If I could start over, I would have written off less in taxes simply so I could get a commercial loan. I would have been okay with maybe paying a smidge more in taxes just so a bank didn't think that I was, you know, living on the side of the street because I couldn't afford anything or food. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't have done anything different. Not, not in terms of, um, real estate. Cause I wouldn't, I probably just wouldn't get a property from anyone else. I've worked, I worked in a real estate investment company where they got buy and hold properties. And, and so I've seen the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of the, the behind the scenes stuff. It was not appealing at all, but I've seen it here and it's definitely a different ball game, which is why I don't need to know hardly anything besides like, okay, what's the down payment? How much do I need to transfer? Right on. You did finally look at the pictures when it was done. I, so I sent, I text them to you. Yeah. Like, this is your house. You're like, this is important for you to see. Like, yeah. Fine, I'll look at You're it. buying this. Yeah. And what did you think of it? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. That was great. Okay. Yeah. And we did find tenants for you. I think it was like a day or two before closing. No. I, Wasn't it? I think it was like a week before closing. You had someone that signed a lease, but they didn't move in until gotcha. a day or two before closing. Yeah. Gotcha. And that was above our projection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is not always the case. You know, it's it's a bonus when it happens that way. Um, we we always encourage our property management partners that we're working with to start marketing at the high end. Um, yeah. It doesn't always happen, but sometimes, you know, if it's the right house for the right family, they'll. She's just being modest, guys. If if the rent doesn't come in at the rent product projection, just refund sell it back to us and then i'll stack <laughs> this is this interview is going to be me like trying to push people away so i can have more houses your mom's watching so be nice hey mom <laughs> biggest fan yeah so now we're under contract for your second house do you remember any of the details about that one uh just the return just the return that's yeah. all that you're interested in just the return in the city that's all i know about it yeah okay um what are like, what are your plans as far as investing in real estate? Do you have a dollar amount per month passive that you're trying to get to? Is it a number of houses that you're trying to get to? Or like, what is your trajectory? Um, so originally I was like, oh, I'm going to just start off slow, just get one per quarter. And then it kind of turned into a like, well, I, I'm in a pretty good space right now where it's like, I don't, I don't have a lot of expenses. I don't have any kids. I've got a dog and that's probably the biggest expense both mentally and monetarily in my life right now. So I'm, it's like, okay, everything that I make, I'm budgeting out where 
more than half of what I make is basically going into like how many properties can I just get as fast as possible? Mm -hmm. How much debt can I get into as fast as possible in terms of my investment portfolio? That's my goal. Gotcha. Um, and if any of you guys that are watching have questions, start posting them in the comments and we'll, um, we'll get to those. What's so, Eli saying? What's he saying? I saw his name. I saw his picture pop up. I don't see. Oh, oh yeah, he's, it's a, it just says Eli Grilecki is watching with you, but it, he's, he's not Eli, posted anything. You're going to, you're going to ever hop on one of these with me and we can battle, we can duke it out. Like you see on the, uh, like the newsrooms, <laughs> seeing it, we'll get our square up and we just argue about who's getting more properties. It, it would be pretty fun. Um, you know, Eli does, does have one up on you though, because mm -hmm. I'm the bouncer of the houses mm -hmm. and he has sent me a gift. Yeah. And but I'm matching you. So. That's true. We do have matching outfits on. <laughs> so pick, hey, pick so and pick choose. One. Chris Evans uh, says he's rich in single ladies. So hey. maybe we'll get you a, me up. a date. Pick <laughs> <Hook> me up. <laughs> a date and uh, more clients for me. So what advice would you have for somebody who's considering buying a house either from us or from somebody else just with the experience that you have with the first Don't one? Don't buy from Multicap. That way I can have the <laughs> properties. <laughs> okay, sorry, I won't do that to you. Um, my, pro my advice would be to stay in your lane, honestly. It would be to just stay in your lane. I remember, because I was, I don't know how it is for you, um, but I feel like one of the things that I tried to do, at least when I was getting my first and second property from, from you was for me to just stay in my lane. I don't need to ask about stuff that doesn't really matter to me. Like what are the most important things to me? Mm -hmm. And I'll make sure I, I know what that is. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it, I just don't, I don't care if there are trees in the front yard, who gives a shit? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Is there, is there a tire swing on the tree in the backyard? I don't know. Like, does that matter? Like, no, it doesn't, none of it really matters. I feel like even, in um even at, with our other companies whenever someone is considering buying stuff for us and they're asking questions that really doesn't have to do with what they actually want it's just kind of like well what's the point mm -hmm. so my advice would be to just stay in your lane and let Devin do what she does best and um just get as many properties as you possibly can you will find you won't find any any real estate investment properties that get the same returns here because i've seen them i've seen the other ones yeah i feel like that might be one area where i uh, I have the, uh, a one up on other people is that I've seen real estate investments in different markets that were being sold that were also turnkey mm -hmm. and the returns were just abysmal compared to what you guys are churning out. Yeah. The industry standard is like, it's gone way low. It's gone way down. Some are 5%. Yeah. You know, I see a lot that are like seven or 8%, which most people are happy with because they don't, they don't know any better. Um, so stay in your lane is your advice. And then basically everything else that comes up, like I can help you with, yeah. you know, how to answer the questions on the paperwork and, and getting all the rest of that taken care of. Um, so far we don't have any questions from the audience. We also don't have any offers for dates for you either. So total bust. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> And still no hate from, no hate from Eli. Good. He probably tuned off. Okay. He was probably like, this is just too much for me. There's, I can't compete. There's way too much going on there. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're matching. I can't get any more properties. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, do you have any questions for me that you think might be helpful for people that are watching? I don't because I don't really care. I'm sorry. I yeah. just don't. <laughs> okay. Like the only thing I care about is the return and how much I need to put on the down payment. And okay. that's really the only thing that I've even been asking. I told you this was going to be a short. She was like, do you want me to send you something for talking points? And I was like, no, I don't have anything to say. This is just going to be like a 10 minute long interview where I'm just like, buy houses or you're an idiot. Here we are. And basically that's it folks. Buy houses or, or you're, you're write that down, <laughs> write that one down. And really important. Devin will do all the work for you. Pretty much. Most oh yeah, it. it's the ease. The ease of adding properties to your portfolios here is like none other. That's for sure. Because you even see, you'll see me in the office. Like I, I don't have a lot of just spare time to just do whatever. Mm -mm. So no, the last thing I'm gonna do is my own market research and try to negotiate to get all these different things. It's like not, if I don't have to do anything except for just wire the money, then I'm I like that's this is a dream. Like, right. That's what I want. It's a convenience. Yeah. Convenience fee, basically, yeah. you know, to just save yourself the the time and the headache of doing any of that. And that's why I, I laugh at whenever someone like, cause someone was asking me, they were like, well, like what's your return and what all are you paying for it? And I had to look it up because I obviously didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was telling them about the property management fee and all this stuff. And, you know, it was like, well, you get so much of a high return if you just did it yourself. And I was like, well, that's why I have ex like a lot more money than you do. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't need to know any of it. Yeah. It's like a, the, the idea of, of, um, of rehabbing my own property, finding the right property, rehabbing it myself, or managing the team that would rehab it, then managing it myself like makes my stomach hurt mm -hmm. as I'm talking right now. Mm -hmm. It's like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't interest me at all. You know, this is what I want. Okay. We do have uh, one question is what house should I buy? And that's, um, you know, really it depends on. None, none of them. <laughs> Leave them for me. According to Peyton and Eli, uh, well, and Sam and Jordan are kind of all in the running too. You guys are all. Okay. Well, okay. Sam and Jordan, come on, <laughs> please. Um, which house you should buy really just kind of depends on what your, you know, what is your personal liquidity position? Um, if you have the liquidity to do a cash purchase, I might be able to make somebody a, a good deal that would that would make sense to buy a specific house. Otherwise, I'm in the same uh, you know line of thinking as you, just as many as possible. Yeah. And honestly, like if I were getting the same kind of financing as you, a, a twenty year amortization. You didn't have a higher interest rate. You had a great interest rate. You just had a, oh, a sh oh, you don't yeah. even know. You just signed the papers. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on, on closing day, you just signed. You didn't even ask what you were signing, yeah. which was pretty awesome. Um, I would buy as many houses as possible. Basically, as long as there was a good return, cash flow positive, I would buy as much as possible. Uh, Melinda wants to know, can we talk a little bit more about the risks of investing? So... Yeah, nothing is 100% certain. Did you think at all about what happens if the house doesn't rent for two months? Well, yeah, you just need to compare the risk because the risk of, of a house not renting for two months and then, a, we, and then we eventually find a renter. So maybe my return is, is a couple of points down for the year. Mm -hmm. 
versus the risk of my prop, my, my cash just sits in the bank and it uh, loses its value year over year over year. Mm-hmm. And then I turn uh, 70 and I have to keep working because the only kind of income I have is that like, if we, if I weigh the two, I didn't think about that, but in, if I weigh the two, it's like, okay, which one is worse? Yeah. Obviously it's having, it's having to work. It's, it's being dependent on active income. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's risk to everything. There's definitely, or compare the risk to risk to investing in real estate versus the risk to jumping in the stock market where it's, you might as well be playing Russian roulette. Totally. Which one? You know, real estate. Yeah. I have zero dollars in the stock market. Never, yeah, never have. I heard um, a really good point. I'm not the I'm not the biggest Grant Cardone fan, but he was even talking about like, yo, Bank of America won't lend you money to buy their stock. Why? But they'll they'll lend you money. The bank will lend you money to buy houses, but why won't why wouldn't they lend you money to buy their own stock? There's a reason because of that. Like, there's a reason for that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, another, they don't know where it's going to be. <laughs> right. That's why it's, it's not a plot twist. They have no idea where their stock is going to be. Yeah. So if you get a property, you can, you can map out where that's going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Yeah. With, I mean, not total certainty, but there's some things about real estate investment that for example, don't change. So the value of the house may fluctuate up and down from year to year over the long, long term, it will increase. What doesn't fluctuate is the debt. So whatever the mortgage payment is, like that is not going to go up and down. That'll stay constant. And rent will generally stay fairly constant um, or actually, you know, it tends to increase over time as well. So, okay, that's a good point. So, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking about like ROIs, you should always be thinking in terms of like projections and like ranges. Nothing is ever certain sure. Um, just like here for my sales team, it's like someone today is projecting one to two sales because I, I could have two, but I've got one for sure. So worst case scenario would be one. And it's the, the projection, the range for real estate. If just as an example, if it was here, right, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty, that's a pretty small room for variance versus real estate, which is, or versus the stock market, which is like, you literally have no freaking clue where your money is going to end up before a 401k is a joke. Like pull your money out of a 401k and put it in real estate. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have a 401k. I don't have an IRA. I, I don't have any other type of investment vehicle except for real estate now. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I, I want, I want to see the numbers. I want to see the control. And your business, like you invest in your, in yourself. Well, yeah. So that would be. Because that's what actress. generates the most income. Yeah. And I think that's what makes the most sense for a lot of people that I've been talking to that are buying houses from us, you know, just like you said earlier, staying in your lane and sticking to your main thing. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, if you're not, if you only have the cash on hand to like maybe get one property, if it's a property value less than 80 K, then don't go to get into real estate. Now come to me and we'll scale your business and then you can buy all the properties you want. Yeah. So I feel like getting, getting your income, getting your revenue up to a certain point where you actually can make a bigger footprint in an investment portfolio like real estate is probably the first things first. Totally. Because it's crazy to me whenever people barely have any money and then they invest into something like the stock market or like Grant Cardone's like giant ass real estate fund where it's like you are seeing maybe a five, three to 5% return on the $500 you put in. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to retire on that. Good luck. No, you yeah. know, get, get money first, like increase your income first 
increase your business's revenue first and then jump into something like real estate. That's what I would say. Yeah. If you're scraping your last few pennies together, um, like you know, Eli. <laughs> then that's something to, that's something to consider. So, you know, in the scenario, say the house didn't rent for two months, you had the funds to cover that if that were the case. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So that's one of the ways to mitigate the risk. Um, another risk. What if the house burns to the ground? That's why we have homeowners insurance. It's called insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I helped you set that up. Yeah. You know, I don't know anything about it. It's just done. It's there. <laughs> it's taken care of. Um, you know, and what if, what if, the roof needs to be replaced in a few years or the HVAC goes out. Like those, those are, I wouldn't even call them risks because there are going to be long-term maintenance expenses. So there are ways to hedge against those just like you would. Just you, mitigate it. If you, if you put all the, all of the in rental income that hits your account, leave it alone. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to worry about it. That is money that the tenant has put in your bank account. Leave it there. If the air conditioner breaks in 10 years or whatever, whenever it'll be, then the renter pays to fix it. You don't pay to fix it. Like take that stress off of you. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. The renter has covered it already in the last rent check that yeah. was deposited. Totally. So sure. Just keep some money, uh, some money there. Melinda says, I'm not as brave as Peyton to make a down payment without knowing what the house looks like or what city it's in. Okay. LOL. I knew what city it was in. No. Okay. So I would, I, so that's actually a good point because I wouldn't just go to anyone and just be like signing papers, just not even reading anything, but right. like for something like what we have here with wealth cap, it's a little bit of a different game because I see the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. I hear the meetings that you guys have behind closed doors and the way that the business operates privately is the exact same thing you see publicly. Right. Which is what makes the biggest difference. And the information is actually there for you. You just didn't care to look at it. Yeah. You know, there were photos and a pro forma and a rehab list and all of that data is there. It was all there. I just didn't really, I didn't really you care. You don't care because, to look at it. Yeah. Because I can trust you guys and I know you guys will take care of me and I can I can at least see the most important numbers, which are the only things that matter to me. The dollars. But to someone like this, I would say then do your due diligence and at least like inspect the company mm -hmm. and chat with Devin and look at the uh, the way that Taylor operates and Chris operates and, and the different uh, members of our team. And you'll see, I mean, this is, a, this is a very safe team to invest into. Yeah, totally. And there's some people that, you know, have come into our group that are really interested and they just, they sit and watch for a little while. Yep. and see how a few deals play out um, before they build the confidence to, you know, to go under contract on a house. And I would encourage anybody, you know, if you're not sure, don't, don't pull the trigger yet. Like, no, don't, I'll do it. Cause <laughs> Peyton or Eli or Sam or Jordan or somebody else would be happy to, um, to buy those houses. Yep. Okay. Well, I don't think I see any other questions that we haven't answered. So is there any, any final thoughts? for the lovely just, folks at home? Just, if the question in your mind is, should I get investment properties from WealthCap? The answer is no, you should not. Let, <laughs> let me have all the inventory. It's not for you. No. Um, yeah, I would say just stay in your lane and stack some cash and um, 
just do whatever Devin tells you to. And if you're in a spot where you're like, oh, I want to invest in properties, but I don't have enough money, message me and we'll get you hooked up with traffic and funnels and we'll help you scale your business. And then you can buy all the properties you want. Nice plug. Nice plug. Facebook.com slash Peyton W. Welch. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you so much, Peyton, for taking 30 minutes out of your day to come and, and chat with me and everybody Absolutely. and share your experience. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience, in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started, by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.